It's time for your main event of the evening. The Daredevil, Dave Dahl, Jerry, Damage Cook, and the Deathmatch Brewer, Dylan Gilbert. Action Figure Weekly. Hello, figure fans, and welcome back to another exciting edition of Action Figure Weekly. AFW, that's right. AFW. I'm going to do like the DMD thing. I am your host, Jerry Damage Cook. Joining me as always is the award-winning Deathmatch Brewmaster, Dylan Housen, sir. How have you been? I've been good, man. I've been good. It's It's been a week. How about yourself? Been a week. That's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm finally, I think, about to kick this COVID's ass. Uh, still have a little bit of a nasally sound, just a little bit going on. But uh, Jerry Cena keeps kicking at it too, man. Yeah. This is a Iron Man match, man. I'm, I'm not going down without a fight. So. Hey, you're COVID. Uh, I didn't hear no bell. Yeah. Ding, ding. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, you know, been pretty good uh, overall. Uh, we can get into some collecting stuff. I mean, I made the decision to uh, made the decision to go after the major bendies, but I'm going after just one of each person. So, not going to go after all the um, variants and you know, like all that kind of stuff. I just want one of each person. You know, one of each. Um, so, you know, I'm not going after the major players, the major moments, the, um, all three Johnny Gargano's, you know, like all so that just kind of one stuff, of each so. person. Yeah. Kind of one of each sculpt, I think is a good way to turn it probably. Yeah. That's, I, I think that's probably a better way of putting it. Um, so, you know, I, I got in series two of those. So now I'm caught up on all that. Uh, Dan Housen's looking at me right now. It's probably the best one. I think my favorite one, Dan Housen. I actually just pre-ordered. I say just pre-ordered. I pre-ordered whenever they had the comic book version up to have a Danhausen Bendy. Yeah. And then they released these on like right after that for probably about the same amount. Yeah, probably. Uh, but so, that's fine. Yeah. So I uh, got that in. So that collection was finished. And then I also have gotten into the Superstars line. And that was... Uh, those little things, man, I don't know what about them. They just are cool. They're small. They're all legends. I think it's all the cloth goods on them. They just yeah, pop I, and make I, them just I, awesome looking over here. And they're colorful. I yeah, never I really took too much of a, play, but, you know. I never took too much of a, a look at them until I went and picked up one of the ones that you needed. Uh, yeah. And just like holding it in hand, I was like, man, these really are like way more detailed and like a lot nicer than I gave him credit for. That's uh, you know, it's it's still not a line that I I need, but I was really impressed with him just holding them in hand. Yeah, so um uh, I had Hogan, Flair, and Bray. And then I found Papa Shango, Million Dollar Man and Mankind, and then ordered the rest, and you found me Honky, and that's, that's got right. the entire set now, so it's going to be shaking, rattling, and rolling its way on down to Kentucky here shortly. Yeah, so that's the last one to be Leo Honky. Um, and then I'm caught up on those two. So within the last week, I've finished two collections, and it's been a 
now you kind of <laughs> you kind of get to that point where you're like you can breathe a little bit you know it's like you're you're caught up and you're like huh what do i want to do now you know like <laughs> what <laughs> it's like you enjoy it for a second and then you're like okay what next you know the goldberg you know who's next I see, I see you like okay i'm gonna just sit back and enjoy this collection i see that lasting like the uh the simpsons gif of like grandpa simpson like you walk in hang your hat turn around pick your hat up and it's like off to the next collection yeah and so you know you're kind of like just hanging back and kind of thinking like what else do i want to get and I, I don't have that answer yet so i'm really see we had the after the fire i made a conscious decision that um i was not going i wanted to I knew that if I just started like going and, you know, trying to recollect my shit, I was going to end up with like too much shit, like the same uh, problem that I had before where I just had me a massive collection that had no rhyme or reason really. And just had tons of shit. Uh, And, you know, I, that wasn't, my goal was not going to be to go out and kind of do that over again. I wanted it to, you know, mean something. I want everything to kind of have a meaning and stuff in my collection. So, so I really wanted to take time and kind of think about what I wanted to collect, you know, and, you know, did I want to do figures again? Did I want to do comics? Uh, did I want to do, you know, cards? I mean, so I took a long time before I jumped back into anything. And um, my immediate concern was my son's stuff and his figures. Yeah. Because, I mean, we, you know, if you were a kid growing up with, you know, like wrestling figures or anything like that and, I can imagine, you know, being a kid and losing all my stuff in a fire like that, how devastating that would have been to me. Uh, so, you know, we, thankfully the community helped out a whole lot and we were able to replace, you know, his collection. And then I still took a lot of time and just kind of, you know, thought about what I wanted to do before uh, jumping back into, you know, some figures and um, some Funko Pops, but it's a much more selective. I mean, I know I have quite a few Bunko Pops now, but still not nearly what it was. I mean, I probably had over 300 before the fire. And now I'm much less than that. As I say, as I'm about ready to double the size of my <laughs> display. <coughs> you know, but, hey, you know, but it, it will be mostly it, it, empty though, and it'll be room to grow. And that's kind of why I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and while I'm getting the, uh, they're called MK Cubbies. And they are these like cardboard. It's really nice, like thick, like, you know, uh, nice looking cardboard. It's not like cheap or anything like that. And that's the reason I like them is I think they actually look pretty good. Uh, but they are these display and they're kind of like got each one has 12 windows when you put the dividers in. So it'll all have kind of, you know, have 12 different pops in there and they're really thick and sturdy. And so, you know, they stand up pretty well. And uh, I've got some more of those right here to kind of double my size of my my Funko stuff. But yeah, so, you know, now that's kind of where I'm at. It's kind of back in that same boat of like, all right, you know, kind of like you've got all these caught up until something new happens. So what uh, what's next? And I don't have the answer to that. Yet, so. Maybe I'll pull the trigger and uh, do some Disney Funkos been kind of itchy for those after going down there so but i haven't even like started to research that (laughs) you know like i've typed in on the there's a funko app which literally has everything that funko's ever made i mean there's like twenty six thousand different things on there um that's the reason like i don't think anybody's ever a there's not a completionist out there for everything funko 
because the well, world I mean, record they've is got like so many small piece, like you know, are small count pieces where it's like yeah. one of tens or like one of a hundreds, and to track down all of that, the amount of money you would have to have. Well, the world records like so. There's twenty six thousand in this app, right? Now, granted, mm-hmm. that's counting like uh, plush figures. Um, all those little soda king and things and stuff like that, you know, but you're still My, your probably mystery looking, minis. Yeah. I mean, so you're still probably talking 15, 16,000, just Funkos, you know, Funko pops. Uh, and I think the world record's like 7,000 or something. So, you know, there's, uh, I don't think anybody's ever a completionist, you know, there, I mean, there may be somebody out there who has that collection and, you know, just hasn't called Guinness to come count it. I don't know. But, uh, but I've typed it in a few times, that, you know, where, you know, Disney Funko. And, you know, there's a couple thousand hits that'll pop up, or, you know, about a yeah. thousand or something. So there's uh, a couple. And I was like, I just need time to, you know, sit down and really like look through. And because that's the thing, like, I think we talked about it maybe last week or something, or, you know, in the last couple of weeks, you know, like I don't have 10 Star Wars pops. I've got one, I've got like Han Solo and Carbonite over here. You know, to represent like that. You know, I've got one yeah. thing from Harry Potter. You know, now I've got, you know, I do have like all the Stan Lees and that kind of stuff. You know, but but I try to, certain you know, collections. You should like, you know, I, you know, if it's something that means that much, like something like Stan Lee, that that's meaningful. You know, I do have all four faces of Foley. Um, I do have both Jerry's from Tom and Jerry, because you know, again, naturally. <laughs> I started to do like I should get everybody named Jerry, and <laughs> you know, like it'd been like three, four Jerry Seinfelds and Jerry Garcia. Very, very easy. Why do you have so many of my pops? That's my my bad Seinfeld impression. That's probably accurate though. <laughs> you know, and then I've got just random shit like you're like you know, Post Malone because he plays Magic the Gathering, and I'm a fan of him now. I, I feel like Gilles I should have snagged post. Like I've cool got one. a bunch of musician ones, so I could have him up there with like Lemmy and Prince, <clears> and then all you know, Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, he could. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. They make all three Blink One Eighty Two. I know they made at least. Uh, it's just uh, just uh, Mark and Travis. I don't think they ever made two of the three. Okay. I was like, I don't know if they made all of them or not. I knew they made at least one or two of them. Well, you know what? They might have made Tom. Now I'm going to have to look this up because otherwise it's going to drive me crazy. I thought I thought it was just Mark and Travis because that was they put it out in the point where uh, Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio was mm-hmm. the lead singer, and so I knew they were not going to make a Skiba pop. Okay, so it looks like in the time since they've made a three pack of blank 182 hmm. also seeing a 21 pilots two pack which is kind of cool i do like 21 pilots i've uh, got the in the and every pack. other 12 year old girl but let's see that's one thing that uh the one bad thing about the fire and stuff is there are a few funko pops that i had that i would like like the uh nwo chases you know they came out with a a razor, uh, diesel, and a Hogan, and then the mm. chases for each one of those was the NWO variant in their NWO gear from like their uh, 2002 run. Yeah, 
and I had them all three. And now they are all three very, very pricey to go back and get. I mean, Hogan is like $200 by himself. You know, there's um, uh, Rajon Rondo played at UK. And so I do Mm -hmm. have the other UK players. Um, but I don't have Rondo now because Rondo is now like a three hundred dollar Funko Pop. Yeah, and that's you crazy. know he he played two years at Kentucky, um, not necessarily uh, a fan favorite per se. I mean, he was good, but he also had kind of a you know chip on the shoulder like he had everywhere else he's went. I was about to say that so, seems like the story of uh, Rajon Rondo is yeah. like every everywhere he plays, it's like he's great, and I'm glad he's on the team, but I also hate him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way, it, you know, so he was that way here and stuff, too. And, um, you know, it's not like he's John Wall or, you know, Anthony Davis or something like that, where, you know, like, you man, you know, if there was one Davis pop, um, you might have to reconsider that one, you know, going after for that. But but he's not. You can always player, get so. the uh, the one that they put out from New Orleans right before he bailed on us for the Lakers. Uh, I think he's got. The, no, the only Rondo pop I think is the uh, Celtics. No, I was talking about um, I was talking about Davis. Oh no, that's the one I've got over here. Yeah, I've got him, John Wall, and there's Carl. I, do I have a? I don't know. So they've made a Devin Booker yet, surprisingly. Short bit of good housekeeping. I did confirm it was just Mark Hoppus and Travis Barker in the original release that I have. They did since when uh, Tom DeLon came back into the fold, they did a pop uh, three pack and it's the what's my age again video where they're, uh, you know, blurred out or half and covered by their instruments, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. So, you know, that's uh, on the forefront is that um, I'm behind a few micro brawlers. So I was like, you know, probably do need to, catch up on that. Uh, did you grab the acclaimed? I did. And I got Brody I, King. I missed out on the acclaimed, but oh. I'll wait for the figures. I know. They're going to be, then they will be more, because um, I think it was 35 ship for both of them. Oh yeah. You not, not a joke. I think it was actually like 35 ship. Um, they, uh, they, you know, the secondary market on those will probably be crazy because yeah, it'll be higher. Yeah, everybody loves the acclaimed. It's like the Danhausens, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or they're like fifty bucks a pop or something, you know. So I, I can, I don't know if they'll be a hundred dollar ones, but I could see seventy five for the set, pretty easy. So. If we weren't, if they hadn't just announced that they were getting the Jazzwares figures, I would have dove on it just to have some representation of them. But even if I, you know, even I'll probably end up waiting six, eight months, I will be getting acclaimed figures so I can live with, I can live with the weight. We're slowly getting, they're pumping out. I'm kind of glad they're doing it too, because we needed a bunch of uh, AEW micro brawlers. Like there was tons of guys that need one and haven't got one. Uh, but now we're catching up, you know, we got the acclaimed coming. Uh, we got Samoa Joe. We've got Wardlow just announced to get one, which the Wardlow looks badass. So, I think that Brody King looks pretty badass. They have the, the, mask, like, the ski yeah. mask on. He's got another one already. Um, he's got one from Maria Bonner. 
the uh the the ski mask look yeah i particularly love because that's uh that's what he does on stage for his hardcore band god's hate mm. and i've watched a few of their uh hate five six sets on on youtube and he comes out with that black ski mask on just big jacked monster that he is and it's like the most intimidating thing possible and then he starts those death growls it's like oh yeah this is this person exists and he is terrifying and then he power bombs Darby Allen through a table. Yeah. So. There's there's a picture that went around and it was him diving into a crowd at, a, at like a festival. And I can only picture the fear in the eyes of the people that just like weren't paying or like looking at a guitar player and then look up and it's Brody King, full flight, no shirt, just like in the air, five feet above you. That's got to be the most one of the most terrifying sights in the world. <laughs> yeah. The only time I was ever actually like slightly terrified, uh, I was at a. This has been two thousand, uh, maybe two thousand six. Um, it was an indie show in Ashland, Kentucky, and the main event was. This is two thousand six, mind you. So this is like TNA run, Samoa mm-hmm. Joe versus Loki. Oh man! And God, man, they beat the hell out of you. that. Uh, I got to meet them both during like intermission and the strongest handshake I've ever had in my life was from Loki. Like he is like, I, I believe that. I mean, he was like, you know, five foot 10 or something like, I mean, I'm taller than he is by a little bit. And when he shook my hand, that's still, I remember like grasp and just be like, dude, like, that's hard as hell. But there was a spot where like I'm front row, obviously, I mean, you know, and <laughs> Uh, there was a spot where he set up a chair, like literally right in front of me, set Loki in it, and then Joe goes charging at him. And, you know, this is like Samoa Joe full force, like running as hard as he can and gets like right in front of you before Loki pops out of the chair and clotheslines him. And for a split second, you're like, oh shit, oh shit, this is going to, you know, like, <laughs> if this he is a human Loki, freight train. If, if he hits Loki, like they're coming straight towards me because there's like three feet between me and Loki. Um, you know, so you see the spot and you're like, all right, I did not get ran over by Samoa Joe. Um, granted this was 2006 and I don't think it would have made it on the internet as a meme or anything at that point. Now today, everybody would have been recording it, you know, and like it would have been Samoa Joe smash guy. Yeah. And that would have been my claim to fame is like, I got hit by Samoa Joe one time, but, uh, everybody request your cameos. Yeah. It's still real to me. Damn it. Dude, Samoa Joe is that guy is might be getting a uh, next level human being. He's getting the speaking of the real to still real to me, damn it, guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw him at Starcast, by the way. He was at Starcast, nice. like he's from Tennessee, I think, or something. Yeah, and so you know, somewhere here in the South, anyways. And he was at Starcast in Nashville and walking around. And I saw him, and I was like, "Is that the real to me guy?" And like, I was standing in line, and like somebody mentioned it, and I was like. I thought that was him walking around. She's like, yeah. She's like, I've met him a time or two. She's like, I was like, well, it's like, I, I, if I see him around walking again and stuff, I was like, I'm gonna get a selfie with him. She's like, Oh, he'd love that. And so I did see him when I was standing in line for Arn Anderson. I looked over and he was still walking by and I was like, Hey, it's like, can I get a selfie real quick? And he's like, yeah. So I've got a selfie with me, but there's the, uh, there's a pro wrestling loot crate, mm-hmm. you know, the one by PWTs. And then there's the pro wrestling loot box or whatever. Like the cheap generic like offshoot one, yep. Um, which it has the uh, what are they called? So 
the pro wrestling loot is actually where I got the mask that I donned when I was using the persona of El Jefe in MWF. We haven't got our plug in, so here's your plug. The the MWF El Jefe mask was actually a pro wrestling loot. Uh, they it was like a starter. Um, like you know, you could get like a sampler crate, and one of the things that came in was that mask. Um, you know. I still need to get the Dark stable. Order mask. I want to get that at some point. Well, that's actually oh, yeah. Pro Wrestling T's one. Um, but anyways, the Pro Wrestling loot ones have uh, pint-sized all-stars is what they're called. They're they're basically knockoff micro-brawlers. I mean, <laughs> that's, let's call them what they are. Jabroni um, brawlers. They are. I mean, they're... But they, you know, they generally go after people who are not going to get a micro-brawler for the most part. You know, like, the, the most recent one was, like, Bill Dundee. You know, they've done like two cold Scorpio, um, PG 13, you know, so there's, uh, they did do the rock and roll express, which I think they could have had brawlers and there's a few people well, here and there that could have, got they did, uh, they did gauge and gauge inevitably got a brawler. He's the all-star. That's the reason they did the all-star edition because they're, they're yeah. knocking off the pot size all-star. So, um, but they, I saw in the next crate, I forget who all it is. Let's see if I can bring up that email real quick. Because I don't if know it's, who's going to be like what. Random internet people, it'll probably be like the, it's still real to me. Damn it, guy, uh, superhuman. Now, Which, if there was a superhuman one, I would. I don't actually to, think it would be awesome. Uh, fun uh, so fun the... side story. I, I was I was at work today, and a superhuman video pops up, and what I'm sitting there with two of the guys I work with, and they're like, "What in the world are you watching?" And I said, you've got to see this guy. He's crazy. And it was one where he jumps off a trampoline onto, it was a blow-up swimming pool with light tubes, four mm-hmm. random cheese graters on top of the light tubes, and then just a, a crudely like arranged pile of Hot Wheels cars. And he does yeah. what I can only describe as the world's <laughs> laziest front flip into it. And it was, um, the guy is, the guy is definitely like, something's loose upstairs that he keeps doing all these things but my god he's done it for years i mean for this is not years like... he was on the, one of the first seasons of tosh.0 yeah he's man, he's still if, going anybody who it's super human it's h-u-m-m-a-n i think is that right i think it's h-u-m-a-n-n or something like that there's a double letter somewhere in it yeah it's either m or n uh Super and it's all TV that show he, for all he my juggalos and juggalettes. I hope you like it. Yeah, he stands up and he, every every video is the same. Where he's like, "Today we're going to do a front flip onto a microwave wrapped up in barbed wire with with light tubes underneath it." Hope you all enjoy this, ladies from and gentlemen. My juggalos and juggalettes. Yeah, it's from my juggalos and whoop whoop. And then he rips off his shirt and goes, "Fuck, Fuck this, this shit. shit!" And then he does the stunt, and and then he he does a stunt. Screams out in pain and rolls over and it goes, ah, ah, cut the camera, cut the camera, cut the camera. <laughs> it, and it, everyone the same. Everyone's the same. And he's, he psychs himself up. He these. recites his whole thing. He, it just mangles himself, rolls over, screams, hollers like he's on fire. And then two days later, holy shit, there's another one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, and I know he gets hurt sometimes. Like I know he's hurt himself on him. Oh God! But yeah, man, I, was, just... I watched one earlier. He he did a CM Punk style elbow drop onto a a. It was two chairs, a, a window air conditioning unit, a pile of Legos, and two cactuses. 
just like this random ass pyramid of of pain and he just wrapped over it like homer simpson over the fire hydrant just like Wink. let's see so here's the next one there is a pot size all-star in this one sometimes there's not one um I think they've realized that like probably the ones without that don't have a chance. You know, don't sell very well. Like that's at least a pretty good selling point. So featured in this crate, Hooventud Guerrero, which a Hooventud would be like if he's got the mask on, especially. Oh, be so cool. Uh, without the mask, I'm kind of, eh, you know, I'll still take it because it's Hoovy. But uh, the Berserker, which if he's got the helmet on, you know, that could be kind of cool. Oh yeah. Uh, George South, which. I have a feeling it could be George South, but I kind of hope it's not. Um, and then real to me, damn it. And I would, <laughs> Hoovy and the mask or real to me, damn it, are probably my top two right there. Like I would actually like. If you've got I, him I, sitting on the bleachers with the microphone, that's like that secondary market of that will be high because I will be seeking that kind of thing out. Oh, like if well, I've got like my little display set up for uh, micro brawler pictures and stuff. Like it's my micro, micro brawler arena. You better believe he will be like back there, like in the crowd. Yes, he will be. <laughs> like, oh, dude, yeah, either in the crowd or like at the announce table. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, my announce table is kind of crowded now because uh, I've got Jr., uh, Don West, Ian Riccoboni, Josh Matthews right back there. So, you know, that, the announce table is kind of getting crowded now. That's a four man booth. Uh, and I got Mean Gene coming. Mean Gene was a pint size all star because for some reason he's not signed with. PWTs, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, how the hell do you not get a Mean Gene micro brawler? Like, that's... He's he's one of the few that's on the list where like a micro brawler Mean Gene would be um would have been a home run. I mean, you know, like micro brawlers. Like I've I don't know the numbers per se, but I know that like the minimum order for one, if it's a new sculpt, I want to say it's at least like probably five hundred, at least. Mm-hmm. And even then, I think it's kind of on the expensive side, probably. Um, but you think back to, you know, like the last set of uh, major pod brawlers, you know, there were 500 of those. So that's kind of where I'm basing that number off of is, you know, if it's a new sculpt and stuff, then it's probably going to be at least a 500 count. And then if it's an existing sculpt and just a repaint, uh, you can do lower numbers of that because, you know, they've already got the um, the molds already made and stuff, so... So, you know, like you can do, um, I mean, they do a hundred, you know, for the, some of the repaints and stuff like that, you know, and, um, the crate ones are always 250, the repaints and them, the chases. So, yeah, you know, which I'm kind of really glad I'm still not collecting all those because that's a pain in the ass to try to get all those down. That's a lot of money. (laughs) That's a not not just a lot of money, but it's just a never that that's my big thing, but it's just it's never ending. <laughs> you know, like there's never an end in sight to it. It just keeps going and going and going. And just, yeah, as soon know, as it, as soon as you get into the red zone, the you know, goal line moves back twenty yards. Yeah, it's like you get caught up and then next week another one releases and you're like, Oh damn it. You know. So it's just always never ending. There's never a you know, like if you're going after Hasbro's, unless you're trying to get like, there's that Mellaway Doink that popped up this week. You know, so unless you're trying to get like all that kind of stuff, I mean, for the most part, you have a checklist and like you can get to the end point and be done. Yeah. You know, there's an end, there's a finish line to that one. Whereas this, 
Um, there was, when I started in on them, there was 100. And I think my checklist now has 308. Like after, I think Wardlow made 308. So, you know, obviously I don't have the chases or the variants anymore. And I've gotten a, some of the more expensive ones I've kind of gotten rid of, you know, like X-Pac and Billy Gunn. Uh, Ricky the Dragon and Roddy Popper, you know, I got rid of those just because I was like, I don't, do I need a, you know, $250, you know, figure sitting over here? No. So, and that was a big tangent to basically say, I don't know what I'm going to collect next, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think it's kind of half the fun of collecting. It's like you fulfill collections and it's like, okay, I, I, I don't want to stop now. Oh, no. And then, stop. you know. No topic for a whole nother episode just remember to write this down but like you know how you display certain things because i'm i'm looking at a lot of like i'm gonna have to redo certain you know like I've, i have plenty of space i just haven't utilized it to its fullest potential so like you know, oh, how yeah. you display things is is that's a whole that's a whole episode in and of itself well that's my so uh next week is fall break for my kids Mm-hmm. and my wife is taking them to the beach. I cannot go because I'm an accountant, and it is the month in closing for us as well as uh, tax time. So between those two things, I could not. There's zero chance of me taking off. So I'm going to have a week here to myself, and I was like, I need a project to do here at the house. I've wanted to tackle this office for we moved back in about a year and a half ago. And so I've kind of like done a little bit and now it's kind of like, I need to really put some elbow grease into it. And so next weekend, that's what it's going to happen, man. I am so excited to, to get this office like cleaned out, fix up some shelving over here, uh, get stuff set up and, you know, really, really kind of like dig into this and then make this an actual like space. So I, that's I need to so do the same exciting, thing. so exciting. I uh, so for the past few months, I've been working six, seven days a week because uh, I'm on top of uh, you know running a homebrew shop. I also bartend for like the the same ownership's brewery, and we were down to just two bartenders for a while, and so I was having to work all you know basically seven days a week. And now that I've got some Sundays. I'm looking at like all the stuff that I want to do because I've got some shelves that I I know that I need to readjust. Like I have a few, like I have a Jericho shelf I need to adjust to get some more Jericho figures on. I've got a, you know Bray Wyatt shelf that I need to adjust, Finn Balor shelf I need to adjust. I've got a bunch of different shelves I need to adjust. I've got shelves that I want to actually make because I'm I'm sitting here looking at three or four uh, New Japan figures in box that I haven't popped open yet. Like they just. That's kind of the other exciting, like getting figures is, is one of the exciting things, like finding the figure, getting it in, look, you know, getting it in hand. But then how you display everything is another biggie. Mm-hmm. And I don't have an answer for that right now. So I, I don't either. Gonna... So that's why I said, we'll we'll dive into that another episode. But speaking of uh, figures in hand, I've been wanting to do this for a while. Uh, so now that we are actually a collecting podcast, do a little, uh, do a little, on pod figure review yeah you've got some stuff in hand that i do not have yet so so i got two in hand and uh for the sake of our of our listeners 
I've already opened the packaging. Uh, I, I know like I've, when I listen to podcasts where guys rip stuff open, it, that plastic is so loud in these microphones that if you're wearing headphones, it sounds like you're in a freaking war zone. So I went ahead and popped the stuff open, but I'm going to start off with the probably the easiest of the two. Uh, I've got the ringside exclusive Jim Ross in hand, and I have to say I'm really impressed with how the like the spinny chair is like the joint at the bottom is a little loose, so it actually kind of moves like a swiveling office chair. They nailed the likeness on Jim Ross. There, I, I I didn't like the glasses in the pictures, but now that I have it in hand, every part of this figure looks dead on. I mean, they they got they got the the one thing I, I did say. I think they did him a little dirty on his hair. I think he's got a little more black in the hair, and not just pure gray. Mm. But I think that could have just come down to paint application. But I I'm really excited for this line of the announcers i've already got tony shivani pre-ordered i will be ordering excalibur here in the next few days and then i will just need william regal to sit just to the side of the announcer's desk and make gentlemanly sexual comments at man with a mask uh so my table will be complete but i have to say i'm very impressed with this jr like the you know i like the way they have the double jointed knees set up where you can the chair is a little loose, but you can set the feet where it sits nicely. You know, the, the microphone in hand looks great, but I'm really excited for the table because we're supposed to be getting the table with the cloth backdrop at some point in the near future. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna look really, really sweet. So I'm, I'm really excited to see where that goes. But I mean, they nailed it like the, down to like the hat. Down to like the you know his AEW patch. He's actually wearing his you know his ring on the right hand. I just I think they did a damn good job with this figure. And then I will pivot to the second figure that I wanted to uh, to talk about that I I got in mail with the Jim Ross and I got the Supreme Britt Baker, which you basically just a torso away from that being two figures in one. So what I did is I actually took my unmatched one. Was it one or was it two? I think it was one. The The unmatched Britt Baker with the, the head scan that I just never thought quite captured what Britt Baker looks like. Uh, slap one of these Supreme heads on that. And so now I have a, you know, I have ring gear with the entrance jacket, Britt. And then I have the... You know, the, she comes with like the black, you know, the black pants with the high heels and you've got like t-shirt. So backstage promo Brit. I'm really impressed with how they pulled off the, like the high heels. Actually, there's like a swivel at the ankle and then there's like a toe swivel, just kind of like the, uh, the ultimate figures. And same thing with the boots on the ring gear. There's more detail I'm seeing in the boots, whereas to like the straps look a little bit better than some of the previous figures we have the straps are a little more clean the boots have the swivel at the toe so you can actually pose it or like the toe can bend over the rope i just think attention to detail on on this whole setup was phenomenal mm-hmm. even down to like paint application there's there's like some very small detailing around like the waist of the gear and like the lines around the legs and stuff like that where you 
you actually get some of that detailing. There's actually ridges in the sleeves on the entrance jacket. They just, I mean, I think like they, they really did hit a home run with these. The only issue that I've had with that one, uh, when we were getting set up before and I was kind of playing with the figure and I went to take the head off of the Supreme and that neck joint popped out. I got it back in. Uh, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. You have to kind of push the thing in and then turn the neck joint to open up the actual neck piece and pop it back in place. And then I just kind of took a pair of pliers and like some, you know, paper towels just to pad it and just kind of pressed in to kind of close it a little better. Uh, so I'd kind of like to see if they can fix that going forward. Um, I also really like the updated size on the women's championship. It's uh, it's much bigger than the ones we got with the original Britt Baker. I think it's a little bit more detailed. Yeah, I think that those plates tend to look a little bit... Um, I guess like the depth of the cuts and stuff aren't quite there. So it does at times, you know, these belts can look a little bit uh, like low res, I guess would be the terminology. Uh, it, it almost looks like a low res image of it. You don't have that, that same rich like cut detail, but I think that's something that is getting better for a line. That's what, two years old now, this, this whole Jazzwares line year and a half, two years. Summer 2020 was when it first came out. Yeah. So yeah, two years old. I, I think it's uh, it's pretty remarkable. Just looking at, uh, I was like I was telling Jerry before we went on air, putting the unmatched next to the Supreme head sculpts, it's night and day. It went from, uh, you know, my wife watches with me when I showed her that first Britt Baker figure. She's like, "Who is that? That doesn't that doesn't look like Britt Baker." To this one, where I mean, they absolutely nailed it. Like these, that the facial expressions are perfect. They've captured her look, her likeness, like the attitude with like the, the eyebrow raise and the smirk and everything like that. You know, it's incredible in just how short of a time, like how far this line has come. And I, I'm interested to see where it goes going forward. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about. Um... I know I've heard other people, you know, do the unboxings and stuff like that, and. I'm really excited to get into Cody. Um, That's another one on my list. Or not, but Cody is definitely one I want. I, then, I need to know, get the uh, Supreme next year Cody. We get to, yeah, next year, and then we get to you know compare Supreme to um, Ultimate. I'm excited for that. I you know when I when the Ultimate came out, I was kind of like, well, if we're getting the Supreme, I don't know if I need the Ultimate, and. That last day of pre-order, FOMO kicked in. I pre-ordered the Ultimate. So I'd like to put them next to each other. I feel like whenever we get them both in hand, that'll be a that'll be a fun video to make. It will be. Uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, there's, there's so many coming down the pipe with this AEW Supreme line that I'm looking forward to, uh, namely Kenny and Malachi. Mm -hmm. and this next wave, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, the, the Lucha Brothers... There, you know that that gear that they're depicting with those is just so toyetic. With the, yeah, I think I think that was um, was it last year's All Out? It was the cage match against the Bucks where they won the titles. Yeah, that's going to be you know phenomenal figures there. And then we're you know getting getting Rosa, getting Punk. We're getting the you know the Bucks, 
there's just so many of those uh those supreme figures that i i need in my collection yeah i'm i'm pretty uh I'm pretty excited about those. Like to try to get those in hand and actually kind of see what they are and stuff. Because that's that's when you really get to dive into a figure and stuff. You know, you can watch all the videos about it all you want, but until you actually get it in your hand and hold it, you know, and look at it, you're like, wow. You know, like I, I hadn't you know, seen any of the zombie stuff until uh, I was at my brother's uh, a week or so ago, mm-hmm. and actually got to see his zombie figures. He's got the set, and you know, actually get to hold them and look at them and kind of inspect them. It's like, man, they pretty legit um it's not I'm a rabbit really hole i'm gonna go with down these, uh, but with these supreme figures like just what as soon as they announced them the first thing that clicked in my head was like okay i'm gonna take the the you know the street gear lower and pop this part of this figure off and i hope it all works and then when you when you have them in hand like they're basically if if you get a, an upper you're getting two figures for one and they both you know become better than the sum of the parts of you know the figures that you had um you know it's kind of like the ultimates i mean i'm a huge ultimate fan the ultimate figures are have just consistently gotten better they have and the at first i wasn't a fan of the um extra joint back here on the arms for the shoulders but now that i have them like i can compare like not having it versus having it uh, i'm a fan of it so it's that's just... that's one of the things I forgot to mention with the Supreme uh, Jazzwares. It's that you get that same like shoulder, kind of shoulder forward, backward pivot, which I think is going to make certain uh, certain figure photography just next level. Like especially guys like Kenny Omega to be able oh, yeah. to yeah. to really pose yourself and all these you know pose this guy and all these crazy holds that he can do. You know. I feel like that's going to really help the posing of the one winged angel when you can actually shift like the shoulder all the way around to hit the one winged angel. That's the next week. Supreme and ultimate lines (laughs) together. Like there's that's there's just so many options for figure photography. I don't know if we'll do this. This won't be a weekly segment probably, but uh, next week we can do an unboxing of cowboy rock ultimate and ultimate warrior ultimate new one. I'm jealous. I want that Cowboy Brock. Oh, Cowboy Cowboy Brock. Because I was at SummerSlam, I'm like a huge Cowboy Brock to. fan. Even though now apparently he shaved the beard. Like there's pictures of him like he's now just back to, you know, kind of standard Brock. I was like, but Cowboy Brock was so much fun. So I guess it did kind of run its course. But I feel know, like it's I don't know if he's coming ready back, for a comeback. If maybe he'll grow that beard ready back for out. a comeback, he'll grow it back out. But, you know. So, which I had the other, you know, Brock, and I was like, ah, I don't need the, I don't need both of them. Um, I was wrong. I think that'll be the <laughs> only wrong. Brock Lesnar figure I own. You know, want to go up on the display, which I figured out. You want to talk about display? I figured out. Um, I have a new way to do it. I think. So my brother and his Detolf. He's got. Um, nail polish racks mm-hmm. and you know the nail polish racks like you know they've got that little cup area or you know like whatever the you know the tray area uh, so you put the figure down in it and then you know, move on well the way he did it though was i don't know if somebody showed him how to do this or how he came up with it i think he saw somebody do it but it's um you turn it instead of having the tray area 
flip it when you're building it, put it upside down to where it's the solid piece. And you get like a bottom row, and then you have them all, all the way up to the top. So I've got some here I need to put together. And so I'm going to do that. And instead of having three rows here on my risers, I'll have six. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually, doubling, uh, doubling the I, amount of figures that I can have up here. And I'm very excited by that because I got to the point where I was like, I've got everybody I want up there. I've got other stuff I'd like to put up there, but I have no room for it. So, so well, what I've grabbed is, um, so above my, my head here, I've got, uh, two, I think it's six foot, uh, six foot long shelves above my head. And what I'm going to do is target actually sells. It's a, uh, white plastic expandable spice rack, uh, riser. So it's three tiers. And so I think for like the top shelf, I will probably just pack with as many figures as I can just to, to put all this, all the overflow stuff that doesn't fit a specific shelf, but I still want to display. We'll hit that. Uh, I, and I think, I think those risers are your friend in situations like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, the one that always comes to my mind is, uh, is Grimm's toy show, his like toy room for the years I was watching. Uh, I haven't watched in the past few years, but back like 2016 ish, he had, like shelves that went just kind of all the way around. And then he had like a three tier riser. So you had guys on the shelf itself, then riser one, two, three. So you had four levels of guys and you could just for, for just bulk storage, just have them, you know, arms to the side posed and then save your, your detolf shelves or other specific shelves for stuff that's like posed properly. You know, posed with a belt, posed in like a specific, like Kenny Omega with the bang, the bucks with the arms up, you know, cream of the crop hand up, stuff like that. You know, if, the, if a figure has a signature pose, you put that in the front and then in the back have everything that's kind of laid to the side, you know, like angled to the side. Hmm. Yeah, I've got, now that I start adding up, I was like, I might need more, <laughs> more. Uh, nail polish racks, but may need a few more actually. But well, and we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. So, but uh, I'd like to have one for uh, superstars, one for bendies. Um, I've got some for micro brawlers, but I need more for micro brawlers because you know there's so many. <laughs> so yeah, so many brawlers. Well, we're we're getting close to the end of our time, and we have one last topic that I think we both kind of maybe we'll just save that to... for next week, though. Because we do you want to save it for in. next week? Yeah, I'll just save it for next week, and then we can dive into it. And okay. Instead of trying to like shoehorn it, and you know, I don't want to get into it and then get going and then be like, oh, we we hit you know like an hour time and stuff and cancel so, or so anything just, like that. You know, so. that'll give you a tease to tune in next week for. Uh, for a segment we're going to call Hot Takes, Don't Be a Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you be a dick? What would you do to make you become a dick? Tune in next week. You'll find out. There's lots of stuff you can do. Oh, there's plenty of things you can do. Oh. I'm sitting here my, playing with the entrance ramp. 
I am so itchy for that entrance ramp. Oh, it's so so awesome. That whole for that whole set, like I on a scale of one to ten, I am Tyrone Bigum's level of itchy for that new. You got any more of them uh, new generinas? You got any more of them new generinas? Something you know about me, Joe Rogan? I collect figures. Oh man, it's beautiful. We need to bring back the video element just so when you do stuff like this, people can see the level of sheer jealousness in my face. I've got the lights just going off and hitting, hitting through the rotations on it. It's it's beautiful, and I cannot wait to, to get a hold of that whole setup. It is. I thought about trying to like set up like a little you know arena and stuff. I did at one point when we were doing the fig fed, um, but you know I don't think I have really the room or you know. If, yeah the. The, the ring is definitely something and... I'll have to break down and set back up uh, when you know, when time permitting. But that entrance stage, it's something you can put on a shelf with a bunch of new gen era figures. Yeah the the ring, like I wanted the ring because I like having that size ring, but I don't have anywhere for it right now. So basically, like it was kind of like I know that I want it in the future. So let's just go ahead and you know we'll get the set and then they kind of have it and. Um, you know, maybe I've, we can work I've on it. I've some seen point, but... somebody posted in one of the groups I'm in. They had gotten a custom um, canvas and yes. ring, ring skirts and the turnbuckle covers to turn that new gen ring into a new Japan ring. And that, that just like my brain exploded um, as as the you know as the as the the strong style deathmatch hardcore wrestling guy in, in this in this pod here to be able to have the new japan ring and the AEW style ring which the AEW ring can eat the independent ring just by pulling the side skirts off but to take that new gen ring to be able to do new gen stuff but also be able to make it a new japan ring holy shit <laughs> it's just the possibilities for figure photography I am yeah. so excited. Uh, I'm holding up right here the comic book cover Funko Pops. Those look great. The, yeah, this is just Superman and Batman. They're, you know, I'm I'm a comic book guy. I mean, I was, you know, that's the way I, I grew up with comics and that kind of stuff. So there's, it's got to be an iconic, you know, like debut issue or like a very milestone issue and stuff before I'd want to get it. And there's a lot of them out right now that they, they've done that i just don't have any attachment to that you know character or uh, to that particular comic so it's reason like a lot of them it's been easy to pass on but this is like the um superman and batman when i got and wanted those two though because they were at first i was like oh there's not that many i could get them all and then i started looking and i was like i don't want half of these <laughs> you know like, yeah so it's a different mentality where you you can just sit down and be like i just want this one but they are. I kind think of... that's the point when a collector ascends. It's when you can look at something and be like, "Yeah, that's fantastic, and I love it, but I don't need it." Yes, I think that's that's the... that's the point where you've grown up as a collector. It's very empowering when you can be like, "Yeah, it's not for me." It really is because I'm looking at a lot of figures on displays where I'm like, "Yeah, they're great, but yeah, I would rather have that space go to something else." Well, like I can go over to my brother's and like he's got. Um... 
He's got a full Hasbro set, full Gloobs, full uh, ECW figures. Uh, he's got all the retros. He's got all the cello figures. He's got, you know, zombies. And he's got, you know, everything's pre-ordered too that's been released so far. So he's all up to date on it and stuff. Uh, you know, and you, you look at them and they, they look awesome. Don't get me wrong. Those detoffs, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, love them every time I'm over there at his house. But at the same point, I'm like, don't have any room for that kind of stuff, you know. And yeah, I've wanted. Uh, I've got a few of my childhood Hasbro's. I think I've got those still, and then the only ones I actually have here, uh, I've got Undertaker one, and Warrior one. And the reason I have those two is because uh, Warrior one, we only had like a handful of Hasbro's. Uh growing up and stuff just because we got into wrestling like 93 94 mm-hmm. and so it was at the tail end of hasbro and so my brother for for a birthday present had gotten the ring and most of series one but that's all we had so you know i had maybe six guys or something like that <laughs> you know so that's not really much of a fig fed uh but no. our neighbor had a warrior we didn't have him so we would be like, hey, can we borrow Warrior and play with him? And he'd be like, yeah, sure. So we always like borrowed Warrior, but I never actually owned him. So I've got Warrior because that meant, you know, I wanted to actually like go back and get that now. And then we would read wrestling magazines a lot growing up because, you know, that was the magazine era. I mean, <laughs> you know, you would read wrestling magazines. We would read video game magazines, uh, you know, baseball card magazines, basketball cards, whatever. And in the back of the like pro wrestling illustrated and stuff, they would have these ads for Hasbro's, you know, men on card Hasbro's for $15. <laughs> and now you're like, dude, I should have bought, you know, I should have rented out a storage unit and just been like, you know, spending birthday money on those left and right. I'd make a killing now. Well, yeah. I mean, the hindsight the being time, 2020, but shit, KB toys well, think, three for 10. How much yeah. fucking money could you have made off the three for 10 sale? Like just mm-hmm. if you had bought, a pallet of those damn things and waited. Well, you know, John from Ringside, that's how he started, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally, like, they went around to the area buying out those three for tens and selling that. And that's how Ringside got started. Um, Thank God they did. But, like, think about it like this, okay? So, your standard action figure at the time was 4 to $5, okay? Yeah. So, 4 to $5. The Hasbro's were fifteen in this, okay? So you're going from four to five dollars to fifteen. So that's three times the amount. Today, if we're going to go buy an elite figure, it's twenty dollars. So it's the equivalent of spending, you know, sixty to eighty dollars for this same kind of figure. I mean, if you're doing them, you know, I know it doesn't exactly line up the math, but you know, just to you know, to kind of judge by how more expensive it would have been and stuff. So you know, but anyway, so I always would um, make like, you know, wish list and stuff of which ones I wanted. And Undertaker was always at the top of that list because I was a huge Undertaker fan. And so I went back and I've got the Undertaker one um, pretty decent shape now. So, but then I'm, I'm content having those like two, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I, I don't need to go out and get, you know, Melloway Hogan's and um, one, two, three kids the and all the having green a raffle off a kidney. Yeah, yeah, you know, could I have those? Yeah, but I just don't 
feel the need for it. And, you know, I'm content to have two and kind of be happy with those because those have some kind of sentimental meaning to it. So, right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I think that's, that's where most of us ended up with, with our beginnings in collecting is just that like nostalgia or sentimental, you know, yeah, so I mean, it's that's you know, and that's the big thing. Like I kind of handed out earlier, you know, is after the we had the fire and I lost everything, as I went back and replaced it. I didn't want to just, I don't want to have stuff to have stuff. You know, I want stuff that has some kind of meaning behind it, some kind of you know attachment to it, stuff. You know, so and when you get to that spot, you know, it kind of makes your decision making um, instead of just buying something because it's cool. You know, well, you know, do I need it though? Eh. You know, yeah. Do I need the new Kenny Omega in jeans? Not really. I you do. Know. You do. So, but that's that's where collecting, you know, the, the joys of collecting. Like I, I need that. Give me every Kenny Omega figure. You may not feel that way, and that's completely okay. Don't argue. Don't yell well, down your buddy. I'll argue, and I'll tell you you're wrong and why you're wrong. Well, I'll tell you that you're a stick in the mud and a fuddy duddy, and then you know. We, we fight back and forth because we disagree over one wrestler. Now we can't be friends anymore because two guys are upset gonna, about men I'm fighting in their underwear. I'm to a, a pub house brawl in MEWF. I'm going to challenge you to a thumbtacks, ladders, exploding barbed wires, and chainsaw match. I don't know if you can fight like backstage. Like if you can... Like an APA style brawl or something like that. It'd be kind of fun. Well, there make is that your signature match. brawl options. There is yeah. a backstage brawl option in that game. I've never played that game, so I don't know. There, there is. I've I've played that one. Um, I played well. It started off with two K nineteen, and now we're in two K twenty two, which also has backstage brawl, which I think is kind of better suited for like a, you know, because there's there's multiple levels to it and everything. So yeah, that could be my signature match. Drunken parking lot brawl. There you go. For the MEWF uh, Bruiserweight title with Brew in all capital. I'll call in Sue in the minivan. Oh, man. Bring in Sue in the minivan. That's right. Well, I but, think we've rambled on enough. That's kind of what I was going to say. I think we've. We were about <laughs> to end thing it. went off the we, rails. Yeah, about <laughs> to end it, and then we started rambling again. So. That's the way it goes, folks. That's what this podcast is for. We wanted a place to ramble, and hopefully people will enjoy and listen. So if you do enjoy and listen, then uh, reach out to us. We need to get that social Share, media up Share, subscribe, hit, yeah. hit up the DMs. We're, uh, you know, always ready to reply. Always ready. That's right. So let's signing off for Dylan Housen. I'm Jerry Housen saying see you next week. Goodbye and good night. Bang.